What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Hannah Briel. And on today's episode, I'm talking with the founder of Lupit, Dr. Dennis Shemp. Lupit is a social health and wellness network originally started here in Charleston, and the app is launching next week on April 4th. So Lupit is like the Instagram or Facebook for health, wellness, and fitness businesses, and also it's a review platform. So you can find all these businesses in one place, and you can get accurate reviews and information about their customer experience. Dennis originally started the app as a a review platform for his practice, and he felt like there was a need for authenticity and accuracy, you know, with things like Yelp out there, but he wanted a social media feel for the exposure for businesses. So he combined all of it. He created Loopit. And I love what Lupit has already done for local businesses. I'm excited to keep using it. If you haven't already, check out the website at golupit.com and get ready to download the app on April 4th. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Dennis Shimp, founder of Lupit, a social health and wellness network. Welcome, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me. So I've heard a lot about Lupit. I've met a lot of people with yeah. Lupit. Uh, we are participating in Lupit. Can you tell us what Lupit is? Sure. Yeah. Um, so Lupit is, as you as you said in the introduction, it's it's basically a social health and wellness network or platform um, designed to really help connect businesses in the health and wellness industry with consumers who are looking for the right fit. And uh, it's really evolved into that over time. Uh, we've become a platform that is really focused on authenticity and and accuracy. Um, So, you know, I think what the last few years has shown is that a lot of these platforms have had, you know, problems with that. And there's a lot of agendas being pushed or opinions and things. And a lot of that, regardless of your opinion, I guess, is tolerable in, you know, other areas. But when it comes down to health and wellness and, you know, picking a doctor or somebody you're going to have surgery or a veterinarian for your pet putting your parents in a nursing home of any assisted living, uh, you know, you really can't have that. And I think that is where we really focused on initially. 
And, um, and then we evolved into this idea that, well, it's great. We have all this really good information. How do we get it to people? And in, it didn't seem that Facebook and Instagram and, and these other mediums were, were really designed or a good, a good fit for the health and wellness industry. So uh, we set out you know, to build our own platform. And uh, on April 4th, we'll be releasing the full app of the platform. Uh, currently, we have a browser in place, a desktop browser that you can use. And, um, and that's being used by about 150 or so businesses now mm-hmm. and uh, doing really well. It's, the adoption has just kind of skyrocketed recently. And, uh, you know, it's like anything. We kind of treaded water and we, we worked hard and we came up with ideas and we you know, kind of pivoted a couple times in what we were doing. And I think we got, we got lucky. Um, I think the market at this point is really in need of this product. And I think when I set out to, you know, start this whole idea five years ago, it probably wouldn't have been. So, you know, like any business, you got to have a good business and the right ideas, but you got to be, you know, at the right time. And, uh, I think everything with, you know, that's happened with Facebook and politics and all this has just really made people uncomfortable with the accuracy. And, and like I said, when it's your body or your families or friends, you know, you deserve, you need to have the right information. Yeah. For me, it was, it was easy to say, yes, of course, let's be a part of this because it, it makes it so easy, like on the business side mm-hmm. and the, the review side and the feedback that you get. And like you said, like the data and the information is just like, unparalleled and once you with something like this like once you get it rolling it's kind of like oh you're not on Facebook like oh you're not on yeah. Loop It and it's yeah. almost like oh well they're on Loop It like we exactly. have to be on Loop yeah. It and we set out originally you know to, to build a review platform which which is now integrated into Loop It but when we just did the review platform there wasn't a lot of excitement about it you know yeah. review platforms have a bad rap um, in general you know things like Yelp, Yelp. And, yeah I mean it's just <laughs> You know, every business hears Yelp and cringes, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, So that was a hard hurdle to get over. And one, honestly, I just, I realized at one point we just weren't going to get over it in in the way that we we needed to, to grow. And, uh, you know, and then we expanded from sort of plastic surgery, which we started out in, Mm -hmm. to really medicine. And then I just, I had the idea, I was like, you know, it's all, it's all intertwined, like all of the health and wellness, uh, diet you know dietitians mm-hmm. uh you know nutritionists veterinarians you know all of this all is, is health and, and wellness and so because all the businesses look at the core similar it's easy to it's easy to put them together mm-hmm. and and you know the the stuff that we build for it is is applicable to a fitness center as well as to a plastic surgery office yeah i think you've done something huge for local businesses too because like you said like there's so many personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, PTs in Charleston and, and obviously like a lot of other areas, but it's not like Publix where you just you just know of it and you just right. see it. It's, yeah. it's Target, it's Walmart, like even Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. It's like these smaller businesses that might have a studio or might have a couple locations. They might be in a gym. They might be over there. And now like giving them a voice and giving people a way to find those people really easily. Yes, and and a couple things there, like not only to find them, but but they're being grouped together with a bunch of other businesses on the platform. The feed, is a, you know, is very similar to Facebook where you scroll through. So you could be a small one-person trainer, 
but you're you're in the same feed as as dentists and chiropractors mm. and others. So somebody might be looking for a chiropractor, but they're going to see you as well. You know, mm. see you in the feed at some point. So it's exposure that a lot of smaller businesses. You know, I really you know focused on trying to help smaller businesses, and I think this social media is one way that they can do that mm. and. Uh, and, and cheaply, like you said, you know, it's it's it, it's like why wouldn't you do it? And then there's things built into Loop it like a microsite that the business can have. Mm-hmm. So for if you're a trainer or a dietitian, you're not gonna you, know, you probably can't go out and build a thirty thousand dollar website. It's just not feasible. So we're giving you the ability and space to build a site that you can then refer your clients to, and you can put your own videos up on. And you can do that. So again, I think the future is is not in big bulky slow websites anymore i think it is going to be more mobile based mm-hmm. microsites and and so loop it is all all microsites for all of the businesses that are on it have a have a site and it's interesting a lot of the businesses especially more corporate ones that we're, we've worked with and are on there say you know i got to submit something to it it's going to take 90 days for them to update the website to do yeah. whatever you know and i just want to put up a video of like this great thing this patient did or whatever mm-hmm. Well, now you can pick up your phone, shoot the video, press a button, and it's there. And now you can, you know, direct your patients and followers to that. And uh, and the other thing it did that helped the smaller businesses is that, you know, if one business has it, they have a constant contact list or whatever, you know, MailChimp or whatever. So they have a huge, you know, like my practice mm-hmm. might have, I don't know, eight, ten thousand 10,000 email addresses. Mm-hmm. Well, if we start pushing loop it to our patients and you're on there as a trainer, then you're going to get in front of a lot more people that you would have never gotten in front of or that you don't yeah. have access to. So it kind of you know helps them with exposure. And uh, and it's one of those things, the more you use it, the more you do with it, the mm-hmm. more it's going to benefit you. I know for me, I've noticed like the way that I treat going somewhere and giving them business is very different than like how my parents do. Yeah. So I don't look at websites. I scroll on Instagram and like if I'm going to a restaurant, yeah. I want to see a picture of the food. I want to see a picture right. of the atmosphere. I want to see what is it like for me to be there. Yep. And my parents look online. They look at the menu. Sure. But when I don't see that stuff on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It really has become a, a thing. It's. I think that's very accurate. And for a lot of people, I think it's almost like. Well, what's wrong with them? They don't have, you know, yeah. an Instagram page. Or why are they not doing that in this day and age? And there still are a lot of businesses, especially smaller, that don't have that stuff. And a lot of folks, it was interesting when we were first out and Abby and them were going out mm-hmm. and meeting with folks. They all, all of them, for the most part that I know, said, yeah, we, we need to be on this or we need to be on mm-hmm. social media. But we really don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like So there's a big difference between understanding that you should do it. And oh, then it's yeah. intimidating to people like anybody. I mean, I think anybody over probably 40 or 45, you know, you're like, you know, I get nervous when I'm posting something because I still don't know if you're going to screw it up or if you're going to do something wrong. So I think Lupit is, is bridging that gap, especially for folks uh, who, who aren't really experienced and don't mm-hmm. really, you know, have any desire to learn how to do it. And so they don't have to. Social media is a full-time job now. Yes. Like, people have full-time jobs as social media managers. Yes. And then like... From a local business standpoint, you just have one person who's doing everything, and yeah. they also have to do social yeah, media. Yeah, exactly, and that, and that's not it's not reasonable, you know. And that's why we've we've really designed this as much as we can to be you know pain free for the businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the business adoption has been great. Uh, 
there's a lot of things in there too, like uh, that you can use if you, for your employees. You can you know use it, the feedback for performance mm-hmm. improvement. Uh, you could use it to do you know raises or not. You know you can tell them, well, mm-hmm. this is how you did, and you know this is, and you need to get to this quartile or, you know. And the nice thing is it's third party, unbiased. So, you know, someone can't say the manager's picking on me or he doesn't like me or she doesn't mm-hmm. like. Me. I mean, these are people that you've interacted with, and uh, and I think the big thing it does is kind of ironic. If if employees know they're gonna be reviewed or there's yeah. a chance that it makes you, you know, I know for me too. I mean, I it, it it makes you pay attention a little more and maybe not be dismissive or say something back that you might have said if you thought you know there was no chance it was going to come back to you. So I think that's you know all only helping businesses and their quality of you know service. So uh, it's really a cool tool and it is I think going to be very helpful for a lot of businesses. Uh, and we are like, you know, I was mentioning to you um, off the air there, you know, there are some big corporations that we're working with now and are going to use it. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that plays out. But they're they're the ones that are ironically probably the most excited because they're trying to deal with so many employees in so many locations yeah. a lot of times. And they, they just, you know, and for me, that's the other thing. Like I get the reviews to my email all day long. Oh. So I'll oh, get them gosh. all day long. Constant. I'll know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll know, you know, when we have five locations and eighty employees or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I, and you can see trends. You know, you can see, and of course, there's always one off where somebody's unhappy. You know, along the mm-hmm. way, but they're consistent. You know, people tend to do consistently well, and um, and if there's a problem, I know about it, and we can, you know, say, hey, why, you know, what happened with this patient? Why did they, you know, get a sixty or whatever mm-hmm. out of a hundred? You normally get ninety eight or something. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we designed the 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 review part to really be useful for the business. Um, it has artificial intelligence reviewing the actual text, so it's one of the first review platforms that I'm aware of that actually uses AI to look at the text to see if there's any um, thing like profanity or mm-hmm. anything that's uh, offensive, and then to it has sentiment, so it has the ability to read the text and figure out if it's positive, neutral, or negative, and to what degree. Because robots have social cues. Yeah, it's crazy. And it learns (laughs) just from exposure. So, you know, before when you think about it, yeah, there's five stars. But when somebody writes something, what does it mean? And Mm -hmm. we've never actually given that a value. And so this is one of the first tools that's actually able to do that. Uh, So as it does more, it's going to learn more and it's going to be more accurate. So now you can begin to have a score that somebody gives a numerical score. Mm -hmm. But you can also have a score based on context basically interesting yeah Yeah. it's very different yeah so you started developing this you said five years ago well i started i i originally wanted to do reviews of some sort Mm -hmm. so i had had a bad experience with a review of a patient Mm -hmm. that i didn't even know about Um, they probably didn't even go to your practice well they did but i had helped try to help somebody who had had surgery somewhere else okay they never came back for a follow-up and um yeah so they went on and wrote this review that I didn't know about, and a lady called me from Washington, D.C., was coming down for a facelift, and uh, she said, hey, I just wanted to ask about this review, and I said, I don't know anything about it, but you know, give me a day or two, we'll try to figure it out. So we went and found it, and uh, I called her back and just said, yeah, this was a gentleman who I you know, tried to help out, he never came back. Had he come back, we would have did X, Y, and Z to help yeah. the scarring, and she said, okay, great, that's all I wanted to hear, I'll see you in two weeks. Yep. So that made me really think about a couple things. Number one, w- what if she hadn't called and just said, well, I'm not going to go because of this mm-hmm. thing that we don't even know one about. Bad right. And, uh, and number two, how many other people have seen it and didn't do what she did? So what is really the you know, economic loss mm-hmm. from this that 
you know, and again, everybody's not going to be happy. If you go to some place that has 500 five stars, it's impossible. Like you can't, I mean, it's just law of averages. So, uh, you know, it's fake. And so we, we really wanted to get away from that. And so we started out with reviews. We were going to actually, um, we were actually going to scrape reviews because what bothered me about that was I didn't know it was there. So yeah. um, we were originally started to write a program that would go out and look at you know twenty five or thirty review sites and pull all of yours. Mm. You know, originally that sounded good. The more I thought about it, we're just pulling bad data. Mm. <laughs> so now you don't because there's no validity to a lot of these reviews. Yeah. So. So then I started down this path of let's build a real review site, and uh, we worked on that for a while in in medicine mainly, and then evolved into social, you know, health and wellness stuff. And then the idea that we had that product, really, we needed a way to get it out, and that's when initially, you know, I thought it would be impossible to build a network like this, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, we decided we would. And so it took about a year and a lot of money. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) And a yeah, lot of, basically uh, spent my retirement on it. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> All right, cross yeah, your fingers. Huh? Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of people. Well, you know, I thought too. Uh, I mean, I was at an age where I could, I guess, you know, because if you know if it doesn't work financially, then you know I can still work, and it's not like I'm at the end of my career and yeah. retiring. So if, if that were the case, it would have been harder for sure. But we uh, we we've done great. We have a great team. We have an excellent CEO. We have a, fi- a fantastic development team out of. Uh, New Jersey, we had about 20 developers working for us um, domestically and internationally in India. Oh, wow. We're and doing so, it this big. Yeah, huh? it's, yeah it's, a, it's an enterprise-built app. I mean, it's it could handle 5 million users tomorrow. So it doesn't have to be rebuilt. And that was, you know, usually when you do tech, you build an MVP, which is a scaled-down version. And then you kind of, it's kind of like a skateboard before the Ferrari. And then mm-hmm. you build it up from the skateboard to get to the Ferrari. Um, you know, I believed in the concept. I thought there was a real need and I thought, you know, timing-wise, we really only had one, you know, chance to build this, and uh, I didn't want to have to do it again. So we we basically built a, we built the real thing. We built a Ferrari out of the out of the gate. So how much have you had to learn about the tech industry? Oh, I'm this? terrible. I'm still terrible. I you, mean, I, you honestly know a lot. No, though. I don't. I don't know anything about. I, I I've come up with you know ideas and concepts, and uh, but, you know, Jeff, the CEO, has a he's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, went to business school at MIT. Very smart guy. Uh, he is excellent at that, you know. And then the tech team, he supervises or interacts with the, the, our tech team, um, who has we have a you know chief technology officer who owns that business. They do all of that, and you know I, I mean you've met Abby and mm-hmm. you know those guys. The girls just laugh because half the time I can't get into my own email and stuff. <laughs> I, and part of me doesn't want. Part of me is like I don't want to yeah. learn. You know I don't want to. And and I, I, it's, it's way out of my league with the tech that they do. It's pretty amazing, actually, how they do it mm-hmm. today. But uh, I just I'm just about the concepts and the ideas and in driving the direction, and then they they've made it all work. And without them, you know, we we wouldn't be anywhere. Did you ever think in med school that you were going to create an app? No, no, <laughs> not a chance. You know, and I and even in medical school, I wouldn't have thought I was going to go to um, you know business school, but. Mm-hmm. It kind of just evolved into that, and I'm glad I did. Uh, and there's a lot that you learn from that side, and just being around really smart people that are in, in a different field. They're in, you know, they're accountants, and you know, all these different computer science engineer people, like all these people in those programs. And it was just a great program at South Carolina to mm-hmm. learn uh, and to be around really smart people. And so, I wouldn't have thought that. And you know, I asked my best friend, who's a patent attorney, 
and he, he consults with us and, you know, he said, I, I said to him, you know, what, why do people fail? You know, like and he said, it's usually not the idea. They, they run out of time, money, or just the drive, you know, you give up. And, and so I've tried to always remember that and, you know, through some long times of, you know, trying to develop stuff and, and we didn't give up and now we're at the end and it's, it's pretty cool. How do you keep that drive? I think I, I think I listened to his words in my head, and I'm like, I'm not giving him the satisfaction of quitting. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that the rest of my life. There so you, go. Uh, you know, I, I do believe in the product. I think it and the concept. I think there there is a huge need for this in terms of you know, just like you move to Charleston, you see it all the time. Well, what do people go on like you know, mom Facebook pages mom and like moms. yeah, like mm-hmm. and so and you know by reading their responses, they either know somebody they they haven't you know they have an agenda it's not it's not un sort of biased information mm-hmm. and it's not it's not comparable so that's the other thing that's big with this is that we have standardized questions it's a short amount of questions but they're specific and we keep them the same for the core scoring mm-hmm. and then you can adjust some of them if a business wants to but you know if you get a lupid score of 90 on on one dentist and the other dentist gets a 80 there's a difference in that's factual. It's not just like, you know, guessing four or five stars and what does four stars mean mm-hmm. to one person or five stars to somebody else. And so it makes data that's comparable. Hmm. And at some point down the road, I believe we can probably use that data to be predictable. So you can begin to predict outcomes and stuff. But we, you know, we have a lot of data to get to to do that. Oh, but, man. Yeah. So. What are you most excited about from a consumer aspect when this launches you know i don't know if i'm excited yet i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, you uh, have a little over a month right to get excited. yeah yeah um i'm more i think the consumer side you know some days i think to myself the consumer side is going to be easier and then other days I, I i don't know you know i guess there's an uncertainty about how well you know what goes viral and why is always mm-hmm. weird you know I, it's it's never a straight line or never makes perfect sense uh, you know, we're going to be involved heavily with the uh, tennis event here on the island. We're going to have a booth and we're going to, you know, launch the app on April 4th. Mm-hmm. So it'll be during it. And we're hoping just that there's a, and we're going to advertise throughout it and, and we're going to have some influencers help us. I think, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, you don't take out magazine pages or anything anymore. You you do things like that. You get influencers to post stuff and you do, you know, and it kind of fits that. So I'm I'm hopeful that that you know, consumer launch is, is good, you know, and it's a self-fulfilling sort of prophecy. The more businesses we get, the more active the businesses mm-hmm. are, the more the consumers are going to go there. And then hopefully that is what kind of, you know, drives it to kind of drive it on its own. And we are opening or launching in other cities around the South. And it's interesting, South Carolina, mainly a little bit in North Carolina, but a lot of the businesses have multiple locations, you know, that we that we get involved with, so it's easy to get into some of the other cities, mm-hmm. and and we're hopeful that once we have the app and we have the structure here in Charleston, you know, Charleston's a popular place in all these other cities, so it's always considered mm-hmm. kind of a cool and trendy place. So hopefully that helps us. I'm hoping that in you know five to ten years, I'm essentially sitting across from Mark Zuckerberg right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that would be really great for That'd be me. great. Yeah, that'd be really yeah, that'd be great for both of us in a yeah, degree. Yeah, very but, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to the documentary. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that as much. But um, How'd you come up with the name? It was, we tried every, I mean, everything. So, like, there was a point early on in 
2016 that I was flying cross country um, to the developers in Phoenix that we were using at the time. And I drew a circle and kind of like a flow of information between the, the doctors, um, current patients and potential patients or customers. Mm-hmm. And so it was a loop. And yeah. it, that began, and then we looked at every possible, you know, it's hard to get names today. I mean, it's, you know, that's mm-hmm. why a lot of these tech companies become like gibberish letters that then make a word that's, you know, considered a term. So loop, it also became the idea of the feedback from the reviews that, you know, somebody you know, got information, came to see you, and then they gave you information back, and it was kind of a by-flow of information. And then the, the go loop at .com just kind of was catchy. Um, I, I like that it was an action, and so the idea that, like, go do a review or go, go loop it, or, you know, for a mom that's looking for a new trainer, then they can go loop it and find mm-hmm. their trainer. So Have you looked on loop it? It's yeah, it's go catchy. loop it, yeah. Yeah, so it's just... That was one of the hardest parts, and I, I uh-huh. you know, I took a lot of criticism on and off from different people and said, "Oh, the name's dumb and this and that." But I'm, I'm like, the, the Yahoo is not a great name Yelp. either. Yeah, Yelp. I'm yeah. like, that's a... who came up with Instagram? Right, and now yeah. Google's like a verb that's actually in the dictionary, I guess. So you know, I mean, it's you know, in in the design, the uh, the team's done a great job. The colors are cool. It's trendy. It's really what I didn't want on all fronts was Yelp. I didn't want the way it looked. I thought it was kind of cheap in the way it was done. Um, you know, the, the brand, I, I think branding is huge and, you know, we have to be good immediately to build on a brand and, and the brand in these businesses is, is really, you know, your number one kind of asset. So hopefully we can come out as a trustworthy, reliable, you know, first place you go to look for health and wellness in a city. Awesome. Love it. April 4th. Go download Loop It. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.